concentration Vibration You're listening to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight o'clock when you hear the trippy music you know that it's time for some call me tim this is a show where every week i interview somebody about what they believe in why would it be called some call me tim well there's a great movie called the holy grail there was a character in it called tim the enchanter and he said he said there are some who call me tim but it's about the Holy Grail, search for the Holy Grail, seeking something that might or might not exist and how silly it is and is religion real and what do people believe, etc., etc. Some of them just believe in the joys and wonderment of music, like our guest today, Pervert Fervor, also known as Timothy Pizza, one of the original founders of the Some Call, Some Call Me Tim show. Uh, we're going to have him here today. We were supposed to have special guest, Kathy Klotz guest. She is guest. Her last name is guest. But unfortunately, she was unable to make her train in time from the South Bay. Uh, so nothing is terribly maligned. And there's no problem. We're going to re-interview in, uh, her another week. We're going to reschedule her. But until then, we have special guest Timothy Pizza Hello. here on the broadcast today uh, to talk about the things he believes in. I know we know he believes in dogs. Yeah. That's for sure. Aldo is here being very sweet and coughing. He looks more and more like a burrito every day. Nice trying, yeah. What are you feeding him? He actually sounds like the questionably housed lady in my neighborhood that walks down the street and goes, uh, Marahua. Yeah, no, I feed him raw chicken and uh, kibble a couple times a week because it's got all those extra vitamins that I'm and it has the bone meal too, which is important for the dogs. Yeah, Raw and, chicken, uh, yeah. For treats, I give them salami. Oh, salami. Yeah, it's flavorful. Well, there's a lot of like fat that. in salami. Um, all those little white flecks in a salami are actually literally fat. That's the good stuff, though. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but terrible for. Uh, no, not terrible for dogs. I mean, everything in moderation. I, I, I mean, I guess you can't give onions to cats. So uh, how have things been going for you? I haven't seen you in a really long time. You haven't been doing comedy. You said the last time that you performed as Pervert Fervor was in August at Noise Pop, which was a great, great oh, set, by so the way. That was, that was really yeah. great. Um, block party. What have I been doing? Uh, I've, been, uh, I've been working on this uh, sci-fi and horror uh, comedy writing team. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, through this app called Pitch, uh, basically you open up the app and then there's like all these uh, premises, you know, like um, what's R two D two sad about, and then you oh. post, and then you post punchlines, right, uh, into it, and then everybody votes on them, and then, uh, but uh, so in that pitch, it's like you, it could be any topic, but recently Pitch just went live, and it went from like 150 people to like over a thousand. Right. So when that happened, I was like, oh shit, this is going to be chaos. So I started a sci-fi and horror team. Oh. And it's been going really well. So I've been working on that. And um, we got a Twitter account. And uh, yeah, it's great. We 
got like I don't know like sixteen or seventeen thousand followers. Wow. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, let's see what else. Other than that, uh, I've been learning how to write scripts. Um, just been kind of like trying to hone comedy skills from home without spending any money. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because going out, I don't. I'm not a political person, so I can't. Comedy like used to be a really fun thing for me, and I can't sit there and watch everybody be be political. Not even. What do you mean? Do you mean politics is in the larger scape of our world, or do you mean political as in the way that comics book one another, the cliques that exist, and how the no, politics I mean, like, well, are I within comedy? I can't comedy. handle the reality of the world. Reality of the yeah. world. Right. Yeah. No. 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 I got you. So it's hard. Right. You, you don't want to have to respond in a public setting to a world that's falling apart and try to make it funny in a personal comedy context. I, it's, not, it's not even about responding. I just don't even want to hear it. Oh, I see. So yeah. other people's stuff about whatever's happening makes you, you like crazy. If I could walk in there, go on stage and leave, like that would be almost okay. But You then, could, but then you'd be dealing with the other politics and you deal with the other side. Yeah, it's like I don't want to be that guy either. Right. And not that I'm saying I could be that guy, but like I just don't want to... Uh, you know, I'd like to see the people in like a non, because you know, I see a lot of people talking about it outside the shows and stuff like that. And it's just like, you just can't handle the politics. No. I hate it. Can't hear another word about 45. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So scary. I, that's the only reason I'm doing comedy is that it's the only place I can respond. Well, that and the, well, that the I radio, get, but. but I feel like I don't have enough of an education on the matters to form an opinion about anything. Wow. Yeah. Like, I know that it's fucked up. I know that a lot of people have feelings. Um, people have so many feelings still. Yeah. And they attack you on the internet. I have never felt so attacked than when I had an opinion that was not popular. I saw this guy trolling this girl on Facebook, and he was like, she posted something about, like, a lady that left her dog in the car while she went to the movies, and the dog That's died. a horrific person. That yeah. person deserves And me. then this guy gets on there, and he's like, I bet she voted for Trump. And then somebody goes back into his comment and goes like, How the, why do you have to bring fucking Trump into this? Right. Blah, 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 blah. Lady killed and her dog in a car. She's, it's because she's yeah. not paying attention but and she's a dick. But this motherfucker went into her ethnicity, <gasps> where she lived, her zip code, and found out how many people voted for Trump and proved it. Like, why would anybody do that? I don't know. What does that have to do with her being negligent and killing her dog? I have no idea. Car? You can say she's a terrible person because she killed her dog. You can't say she's a terrible person because she voted for Trump. Yeah, I know. It's just... It's, that's a, I mean, let people make their choices. I mean, I still think people vote for Trump are terrible people, yeah. but not just because they voted for him, just because they're soulless, heartless, Yeah, and I mean, like a couple of times, like, I, like last year, I subscribed to the magazine The Week. I got it and I started reading it. And then the election started happening. It was just too much. Too like, much. I've, too much, I've too made much. multiple attempts to try and understand things, but it, it's like you learn one thing and then it just opens up some other fucking can of worms. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't make, I tried to do a lot of 9-11 um, research to try to make a joke specifically for 9-11 and I realized it's still too soon. People aren't ready to deal the cognitive dissonance is still so ripe and they can't get over the concept that their government doesn't value them as human beings it's hard no. they can't do it and i'm like well i'm a woman so i know that by i learned you know i learned in uh, november that you know not everyone hates women you know it's great uh but i'm like oh look i'm disenfranchised now uh, but Anyways, I'm I'm very very sad. Political the political landscape makes me just 
confused. I can't, I just, I can't believe that the government, that we as people aren't as important as the dollars that we represent or that money is more important than our lives. And, but it's absolutely true. I mean, we're just stupid to think that just because when we grew up, they t- didn't, didn't you have the, when you were little, they were like, the government cares about you. They're there to help you. Yeah, Police no, officers are your friends. Right, yeah. And then when you see people being killed for no reason by police officers, you go, wait a minute, that's making me feel uncomfortable because police officers are supposed to be my friend. Well, I mean, it's so hard because the news and people and everybody tries to generalize everything and lump it into things, but everybody contradicts everybody. Like, I'm a white guy. I don't know what's going on in the world, but there's another white guy that looks just like me that understands fucking everything that's happening in politics. Sure. And there's another white guy that's some fucking alt-left cuck and, like, wants... Or alt-right. I don't even know the right terms. Yeah, but one of those know. Nazi motherfuckers. Sure. Yeah, it's one of those guys, and it's like... I'm looking at these guys and I'm like, you're fucking us up. This guy's cool. So like, there's no, you can't, everything's individual. Every, and they try yeah. to make everything generalized. Right. Well, that's the whole purpose of this show is that yeah. every person's individual perspective on religion and the world that we live with is unique to them. And yet, and we, we, as people go, well, my thoughts and feelings in life, that's important. But then suddenly when something else in society or the outside world or our government says you're not important, that's when things start getting wonky. I'm like, so I have all these ideas and all these abilities for higher thought and I have my own thoughts and feelings and I think that they're valid, but they're not like I'm, but I, I get that too because I don't, I don't spend any money. So I'm not worth, the only thing I spend money on is alcohol and food. Yeah, me too. So... I'm not a good consumer. Oh, I mean, yeah. cigarettes sometimes. And everybody mostly. wants to fucking argue about everything. Like, uh, <sighs> like, like, I don't like going to grocery stores. Like, I'll go in, I'll get like a mild panic attack. Panic attack. Even if I have a list, I'll still buy all the wrong shit because I just want to get the fuck out of there. Sure. So the other day, or like a couple weeks ago, I started doing Amazon Fresh. They fucking bring your shit to the door. It's wrapped I saw in your dry- post. Yeah, it's wrapped in dry ice. It's fucking perfect. You know, it's stress-free. I get all the right shit. You know, I spend a week putting my cart together before I get it. And the first thing that somebody does when they get on there is say that I'm taking away jobs from fucking Safeway clerks. Oh, like, fuck them. I know. It's just like, like, you can't, like, being online isn't what it used to be. Some places are. Instagram's still fine. still cool. Twitter, you can kind of stay in the same places and do whatever. But Facebook's just kind of a goddamn free-for-all. It is. I was called the worst names this week because of one, one just not, I made a 9-11 post. And I didn't realize, and that was the thing. So I did all this research. Wait, which post was it? Uh, it was, it got so many, so was many. Was it the jet fuel one? It was, yeah, jet fuel burns at 1,400 Fahrenheit. Steel melts at 2,500 Fahrenheit. That's truth, not conspiracy. Be honest with someone today. Jesus. And that got 106 natural comments, and then there's comments in, inside those comments. Yeah. So, and people just went off. They went crazy on it. They're like, how dare you put out something controversial, a conspiracy theory, and then not even defend it? And I'm like... I'm, not, I'm just saying that jet fuel burns at this degree and steel melts at this degree. I didn't say that there were thermite explosives used to detonate the towers because of a, because of uh, insurance issues that the, the guy that would be too expensive to remove asbestos from the 68 floors of both uh, trade center buildings, including all 47 floors of world of seven filled with asbestos, but it would cost more 
to re to, to refit the buildings and take it out than it would to just destroy them. I mean, right. that kind yeah. of stuff. I didn't say that. I just said about fuel. I mean, just trying the, to question at the very about least, bombs. like you implied something, right? Like you didn't say like fuck 9/11. You didn't say 9/11's an inside job. You didn't say 9/11 truthers are idiots. You didn't say the world is flat. So, but this is the thing. I've given up, this one person said, I've given up debating 9-11 nutjobs. I enjoyed the debate sometimes, but then I remind myself of the nearly 3,000 people who died on that day, and it becomes less fun to argue with these people. I don't say that people didn't die. People fucking died. The problem I have is that our government killed them for money. Yeah. That's uh, what I have a problem with. I don't, I'm not a denier. I don't say it didn't happen. I'm not like a, one of these Holocaust nut jobs. It's like four million Jews didn't die. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the, what we've known and have been led to believe is truth isn't necessarily true. It's the same thing with religion. I have great, like the great cognitive dissonance that I dealt with when I went from believing in Jesus hook line and sinker and then being like this is a load of bullshit when that switch happened for me it was traumatic for me I th- I still think it's traumatic for my family and it happened like 30 years ago 30 not that many 20 26 when I was 18 years old I recognized that religion that the religion that at least I'd been taught by the people that had taught it, that they were shams, and that that trickled down. You were in Danville, you know. Um, there, there's one right out there. You, you, you were in Danville, you know CPC, Community Presbyterian Church, which oh, was oh, in downtown yeah. Danville. So I went there, I even went to their Christian school when I was a child, and uh, it's out on the table out there. It's pink, right? Uh, I went to Christian school there as a child, and they taught me all these things. Anyways, we got this great... Uh, pastor named Ron Lee Davis and he'd written five books and we were all told this is the guy this is the guy this is the guy he had three kids he had a wife got all blah 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 blah. him and his family he gets up on the pulpit every Sunday and I'm just like wow he's so knowledgeable and so amazing and the truth that he tells us about God and all the truth and the amazingness blah 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 and he's always talking about family structure and how much he loves his kids and how much he loves his wife and he was giving personal counseling to many women seven came forward I believe there were more than that that he did but while he was having one-on-one quote-unquote counseling with them he had sex with them and he convinced them that that was the way to absolve their sins to God was through him and having sex that they had to have their own local keepers like yeah pretty much it was like the Presbyterian keep he was just basically he was just having sex with the women that he was supposedly counseling right yeah and so when that came out my whole world went what? It was, I couldn't believe everything that we've been taught, everything he'd said all of a sudden now had no meaning to me yep. because yeah. he lied. If he lied about fucking like 19 women while he was talking about how much he loved his fucking wife and his kids, that for me was like, who are you? Is anything real? Is Jesus real? Like it threw me into a tailspin. Yeah. It's like what God would allow this. You know, as uh, you know, you fucking person in power, and the first thing they fucking do is use it to just 
fuck over ladies. Yeah, just to, just yeah. to pleasure their cock. And uh, these yeah. were all married women who somehow, and they're dealing with the dissonance of feeling bad about fucking their pastor, but they have to to resolve their sin about this other issue, and they feel terrible because they're married and their husband and they're trying to help, and now is their relationship getting better with their husband when now they're having an affair with the pastor, but they're keeping it all secret and silent and crazy, and some of them came forward and some of them didn't. Some of them said, oh, that's terrible. The church split in half. It was, if you remember, CPC was enormous. Right. And it split, it divided the church in a way that some of the people stayed and one of the auxiliary pastors or whatever started his own this. church. He started his own church because he was like, this is, whoa, we can't even, this is so amazing to us that we have to completely break from it. Do you remember the priest that was like, he was doing it on the corner over by uh, Garlics and Hearts. St. Like, Isidore's. Yeah, he was yeah, from St. Isidore's. Uh, that priest, and he came out and he would hold up the signs of what abortion pictures would yeah, look uh-huh, at. The uh-huh. pictures. Yeah. My brother used to work at Garlics. I used to go to Lord's Candy all I the time. I probably worked with your brother. Probably. Yeah. yeah Dan Benjamin. Huh. What years did he work there? He worked there through high school. So he graduated, I think he graduated high school a lot earlier than you. He graduated in 91 from Monta Vista. So uh, he worked he there, there probably, and he worked after high school too. Because I couldn't even drive when I worked. I was I had to get like a worker's permit. That's so funny. Yeah, I was like. 13 he was a or driver. 14, he was. So yeah, was like you, you probably knew him. He had a he had a red car that the front bumper had been damaged, so his buddy like spray painted it like gangsters, except that we were in Danville, so that was dumb. It was like it was like graffiti lettering was it on like it. A shitty little like sports car. Uh huh. Yeah, I think. I and it was red. It was my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't Wasn't know. in a band, was he? No, no, he was never that cool. There was another guy there in a band called Minus. No, he was he wasn't that cool. He was super Christian too, uh, but st- I think he still believes it. it. I just when I find out how people can be under the guise of religion and then do what I consider to be like at this point. It's evil. What that pastor did was evil because not only was he. He was because he was preaching the laws and bounds of marriage, and yet he was circumventing that in his own life. So that for me is the worst. Is that he? If he was like polyamory is amazing and we should the marriage the institution of marriage is crap and we should be fucking everybody all the time, that for me would be fine because then that would be in keeping with the teachings. But by saying man and woman are supposed to be monogamous and together and look at what the Bible says about about marriage and how important this is and how the family structure is and how important it is for fidelity and all of this is being preached and at the same time he is not fidelitous. I don't even know what the word is. Well, that's I mean, for me is the... The thing that's, that grosses me out the most is like this guy puts himself in a position for people who need help, you know, and these people are injured emotionally and uh... He fucking preys on them. Like it's yeah. like you know he. Uh, it's like he probably sees some woman that hasn't had attention. I don't. I don't know what the fucking rules are. I'm not gonna get it. Sure, 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 but, sure, sure, uh, sure. He finds something. And he's like, oh, I can use this for my dick. Right. Yeah. Opportunistic uh, fucking. Exactly. Well. Yeah. That, but that's. I think that's one of the. Now, is opportunism evil? Yeah. Totally. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's using it's actually I don't know about all of it, but not I, sometimes it's right place, right time. That's that's op- is that opportunism? I, I just think using people is evil. Kind mm. of like I don't I don't know. I can't. But, I mean, what is what's the difference between having a relationship someone with someone and using them? Because for some people, it would be one and the same. Like if you're 
relationship is based on any kind of dishonesty and you're living dishonesty uh, on a regular basis with that person because you're trying to get it for reasons for financial reasons or pleasure then you're a then, psychopath right and then that is opportunism in a, in a way that's yeah it's like I'd evil. rather be a weirdo and honest than like absolutely yeah yeah I as a as an honest weirdo I've gotten into trouble because I've broken laws because <laughs> I'm too honest because I like, I just didn't realize that breaking into people's houses and baking cookies for them was illegal. Breaking into someone's house is always illegal, even yeah. if it's done in a manner of cuteness. Was it someone you knew? Mm-hmm. It was a guy I liked, and so I I broke into his his apartment on campus and I baked cookies and then I cleaned it up so it was it didn't look like anything happened and then I left warm cookies on the table mm-hmm. and then he got home and he was like, "Hey, who baked cookies? This is awesome!" And the roommates are all like, "We have no idea what the fuck is going on." <laughs> Oh, he did not bake cookies. I think cookies. that's funny. I think it's cute, well. too. Yeah, we, was, we were like sort of dating, but that's what made it stop. Was He was like, you're a psychopath. Yeah. You broke into my house, and I was like, I thought it would, you think it's cute, and you would like me. He's like, no, that's... How old are you? 19? Yeah, that's totally normal. Totally normal behavior for a 19. Okay. Yeah. Totally you're normal like, behavior. Not, I, was a, I was a sophomore in college. Yeah, you probably not had a whole lot of social experiences. No, no, no. And so, yeah, yeah, boys and all yeah, that stuff. I didn't. That's a right. And I was really good at baking cookies. You didn't do anything wrong. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if like maybe you feel like you kept doing it and like. Right. No, I've yeah, never done yeah. it since. I've never done that. If you like duct taped his girlfriend and hit her in the closet. No, no, no. I was the one. The actually, he didn't break up with me because of that. The reason he actually broke up with me is there was a night when I went and I knocked on his front door, yeah. but I was tripping on mushrooms, and. He had friends over and he was having a party and he didn't like that I was on mushrooms. And so he like locked me in his bedroom and was like, don't, don't leave here. And I was like, why? What? Because I'm on mushrooms? I don't understand. And so then I like, I stayed in there and then I like, tripped out and then he came in later and like yelled at me and stuff. And I was all, this isn't going to work. Cause I like to do drugs. I've have, I have similar experiences like that. Uh, you know, spazzed out over girls when I was 19, 20 years old. Yeah, people, totally. people think you're a weirdo. Oh yeah. There's people yeah. Yeah. What are the weird? What are things that that you would do on a daily basis that would people would look at you and be like, "That's weird." Um, I used to have this toy duck that I used to keep in my front pocket in the room all the time. That really bothered people. That's super cute. Toy yeah. duck in the pocket. Uh, and what else? Did I do? You can but liking ducks is weird. That's not weird. Uh, I took it a little too far. I was just like talking to it all the time. I don't know. Talking to it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I don't know. I was kind of like off my rocker then, but. um you think I, I showed up there was one girl that like kept screwing with me I didn't realize she was screwing with me then but like I always thought I had a chance but I was madly in love with her and she said all this shit to me that like she'd think about having a relationship with me and blah 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 blah. and the next day she said that that was a blackout and she didn't remember any of it oh. I was fucking pissed so I showed up at her work and she, one of our mutual friends was there like waiting for me to like intercept me and he like I thought I just ran into him at the time but then I realized she must have called him wow and then she still kept doing it after that um, but still did. The, the, so she wanted us. She wanted a safe stalker. That's it was basically like she what it is. kind of built me into her stock. I never did anything like weird or gross to her. Like you know, like I never. I was always very nice, but like that was the only time I ever showed up anywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, I was intense, and um, that's it. That's the most intense is the duck. Trying to think. The, think, think. None think, of that would freak me out that much. Um, 
Like I'm like <laughs> when you were like, but when you like lost it, lost it. You weren't hanging out with people, right? It was like you were hiding. No, and like I knew that I lost it, lost it. You know, so I was just like, all right, I gotta go to the doctor. You know, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like I was just like crazy going out. Ah, there was just like, okay, something just doesn't feel right. But that was all the doctor's fault because they gave me weird ass drugs. But, right. Um, You're not on any pharmaceuticals now, are you? No. Completely weaned off. Yeah. All that depression stuff. Well, blah, I mean, I'm blah, not on any SSRIs. I take a couple things for random shit. Right, right, right. But uh, no SSRIs. I don't SSRIs. take anything that alters your brain chemistry. Interesting. Yeah. They were trying to, like, uh, not trying to do anything, but my my doctor's really cool. So I was, I think, October 8th, I'm going into, like, basically the cigarette equivalent of Alcoholics Anonymous. Wow. Um, it's not like an everyday thing or like prayers or any shit like that, but it's like some kind of program. I think it's like six months long or something. Wow, cool. Um, I really have a, I really don't want to quit smoking. I do, why are you doing this? Is this, whose influence is this that you want to quit smoking? Is it, you feel like you're going to die? You feel like... I, I mean, just, I don't feel that healthy. Um, I'd like to have more money. Oh, that makes sense. On, on the other hand, I don't really like feel like getting fat because I get fat when I work with smoking. And uh, I really, really like smoking. I know. I enjoy it as well. I fucking love it so much. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And I like being old. But the, my favorite thing is just me like, you know, you're like sitting there having a conversation and people start talking about like politics or something you completely don't understand. So you're just like, I'm out of here. I'm going right, to smoke. smoke That's a cigarette. totally normal reason to walk away. What the fuck am I supposed to get? You know, you guys bore the shit out of me. I'm leaving or like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Worst political conversation you've been trapped in recently. Mm. God, there's been so many. Um, it was really intense. Uh, let's see here. I was at, my mom and my stepdad's place and uh they were talking about trump uh. and i was like i don't know what to fucking believe about anything and they like the guy you know like i don't i don't sure. know why i don't know they're whatever it's like my dad likes him and my my mom and my stepdad like him so they're talking about him and i'm like all I see is John Oliver, you know? <laughs> so like, in, they're just repeating what John Oliver says. Well, no, like I, it's a that's real, me. I just oh, repeat, I see. I, I see. just repeat what John sure, Oliver sure, says. Sure, 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 sure. I don't say it like I mean it. I say like, I just watched this show and they say that. Right, you know, right, like, right, right, and, right. Uh, and I was like, and on the show, they make Trump look like an idiot when they talk. So they just show little clips of him talk, like stuttering or saying something weird. Sure. And then they're like, no, he's a great speaker. And, uh, I was like, I want to watch one of his speeches in entirety. That's not edited. Yeah. So they threw it on and... Um, That's unedited. They found one? Yeah, it was, you know, just full speech whole, you know? And um, uh, he didn't sound as dumb as the liberal media. media. Don't be, I'm not supporting this guy at all whatsoever. <laughs> no, but I, like, um, it, there was a difference and that creeped me out. Like, the fact that no matter what, or depending on what channel you're watching, like, Trump is a different person. Like, oh. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the thing about the red tie, blue tie Remember thing. that girl the we talked to with Russia? She said in, in Russia, the yeah. the, side, the subtitles are completely different. And yes. And he just sounds like a genius, and they love him. Yeah, it's uh, Zarina Zabrinsky. Right, And right, she right. told us all about the fake news in Russia. Before we got to here and started talking about fake news, and everybody was fake news this, fake news that, she's like, Russia's been giving us fake news forever. Yeah. So that creeped me out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, I don't know. Other weird conversations I've been stuck in. Um, I just don't talk to my parents anymore because I can't, I can't with the, we, we would, I just, I find, I, I don't want to, they're going to think I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist. It's like everything, they're polarizing us so much that we sound crazy on one side and we think they sound crazy on the other and it's impossible almost to even entertain each other's thought processes. That's what I'm feeling now is that I can't even, I can't even pretend to understand how people can support what's happening right now. But here's the interesting thing. Um, you know, Chinese stuff, like back in the day with their history, like all of, wontons? yeah, like, like the, uh, like the, no, wontons and cookies, those well, fortune cookies were made in San Francisco in the 1900s, but the, like the Great Wall of China and all the dynasties and stuff, when they would actually overthrow a dynasty was when there were too many natural disasters in a year because the people would rise up against the dynasty and say, clearly the gods do not want you. That makes sense. And then they would overthrow. Then the, then the dynasty would change. The gods no longer favor. We had too many earthquakes. These cities were destroyed by a tsunami. This happened, blah, blah, blah. When natural disasters, too many of them occurred at once, they said that the gods don't like the dynasty and it has changed. So that's why like the Han dynasty lasted for 400 years. They just didn't have any big natural disasters for 400 years. <laughs> but we've had so many natural, natural disasters. Uh here in the United States in this last year. It's insane. Yeah, it is weird. You've got this the... Morning. All of the fucking... Okay, so check this out. Not just in the United States. Did this is my new... sky last night just lighting up? Was that happening Oh, yeah. It, yeah, the, and it happened um, Saturday night as well hmm. uh, with all of the, the uh, uh, lightning. It was like pink. The sky was split in half with a pink line. It was nuts. Um, I, I was hiding. I was at home with my, uh, my eye mask on and my ear. Yeah, I was very afraid of it too. I was here on Monday when there was crazy thunder and lightning and I'm hearing it during joke workshop and I'm like, is this really happening, you guys? Yeah. Like, and it was. Oh, I found, I remembered a really awkward conversation. Yeah, go ahead. So I was, it was like, right after my girlfriend and I like become boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. She takes me to some party um, to meet most of her friends for the first time. I'd met a handful of them before. You met all the friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there was some person there that was, I don't know, I remember, but there was there was some kind of thing going on with the girls, and I, I don't remember all that, but like, um, you know, there was, I feel like I'm gonna get into trouble, so I'm gonna get details about that part. But anyway, <laughs> there, was a, there was a person there that it was, would it be okay for me to weird them out if, if I got a chance? All right. You know, because they're all like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. They, they, were, they were upset with the guy. So I have a few drinks, and, like, towards the end of the night, like, that dude, like, comes out to hang out with me and talk to me. He's all right guy, but whatever. I know that, like, there's some weird thing going on with the whole group. And a couple of other, a couple other of my girlfriend's friends are there. My girlfriend's not there. You know, this guy's talking to me and being like the kind of alpha dude. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And I know everything. I just go into a story deadpan about how I murdered a hobo. Oh, my I God. strangled him and squeezed the life out of him. Wow, that's yeah, a very pizza like, yeah, thing to do. I was like, you know, talking about it. Oh and he was just like looking at the guy and then just like lit up a cigarette and just acted like everything was normal. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's like, that's rad. It's like, I don't fucking know. 
people. Yeah, yeah okay. what am I gonna do? And it's like after being on stage for three years, it's like I can do something like that. You know, sure, like sure. I'm sure you could too. I can lie. I mean, if I if I want to overtly create yeah, like fiction, you, I can do that so easily. If you've bombed enough times, it just kind of gives you this weird superpower. Ha ha. Speaking of bombing, uh, last <laughs> night, oh my God. So there was a Cookies and Comedy last night at Brainwash. Really greatly attended event. It's still going on. Second Tuesday of every month. I'm the first Tuesday of every month. Second Tuesday is Cookies and Comedy. Anyways, every seat is full. People are there. I get up to do my 10 minutes. Well, first, Joe Gorman goes, doesn't get a lot of doesn't get a lot of traction. And I'm like, I love Joe Gorman. I, I think Joe Gorman is the, the funniest comedian in San Francisco. He's my favorite. I think he's a genius, and I wish him all the fame and good luck that he can have with his life. I really think he's funny. Yeah, Joe's great. He's great. Big Beautiful dog. long locks, too. Anyways, he's not getting traction with him. Travis Thielen goes up, has a stellar set. I'm laughing at jokes. He's this really tall, good-looking guy. He's just like a white, good-looking guy who's tall and thin. It kind of looks like Paul Conyers, like a shorter version of Paul Conyers. They're both like tall, good looking guys. Anyways, okay. he's sort of like blonde and kind of too good looking to tell these jokes, but he is so edgy. He did an abortion joke, which was hilarious. He did a pedophile joke. He was so fucking edgy and I'm laughing my ass off. Jonathan's laughing because I'm laughing. Everyone else is looking at me like I'm a maniac. I'm laughing and laughing at his jokes and I'm up next and I'm just like, give it up again for Travis, Travis Thielen. He's so edgy. And I go into my material and I am working hard. I've never worked this hard for an audience. I am all over, I am telling jokes. I am getting big. I'm asking them questions. I'm trying to engage them. I'm not getting, I'm like, I wasn't getting them on one, I, one thing. I didn't, even Death Metal Poet got nothing. It always gets a clap break, nothing from these people. So then I go, I switch gears and I go into cats because everyone loves cats. And I say, who loves cats? And I'm getting nothing. I'm not even getting hand raises or claps. I'm like, you all hate cats. You all, there are no cat lovers here. I'm like, I love my cat so much. I'm about to start crying, and none of you love cats. Tell them a really detailed story about how you murdered a guy. Right. Well, that's the. I mean, I, I tried with jokes for ten minutes, and other comedians came up after, yeah. and they're like, they're like, Pam, like we knew we were bomb, fucked after you that. Might but, as well weird them the fuck out. And that's what Almond Robin did. He got up there and told them they're all assholes. He got up and he's like, some of my favorite comedians have been up here tonight, and you guys are fucking pricks. Oh, he's like, none of you have a shit, sense though. of humor. Like, you can, I, I get it, and, I have, and I've done it. I've done it, but you can't fucking do that. Well, like, I didn't do it. No, I know. But, but he did it, and I didn't have a problem with him doing it. Is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just, it's like, sometimes I want to do that so bad, and sometimes I do do it. But isn't that like, uh... God, who told me not to? Told me not to. Oh, I would never do it either. I mean, I'll never do it. What did he say though? I want to know. (laughs) What did he say to the audience? Yeah, he called them all. He called them. He just berated him. He called them fucking assholes. He called them. He he said that they were tasteless uh, bags of dog shit. Uh, He just he went off. He's like you. He's like, what's wrong with you people? He's like, do you not speak English? There were two Asians up in the front. Mm -hmm. He was like, do you not speak English? Is that that the problem? Do you not get it? And they're like, no, we speak English. He's like, so you're just a human pile of dog shit. Like you just, you're not, none of you are here to laugh. All of you are here to have a terrible time and just frown at us. You know, he went off. I just, when I go into that mode, I go into try harder. I'll try harder. And I need to back off and do the Timothy pizza, which is I'm going to wear a diaper and talk about killing a man on the street. Exactly. Yeah. I I think it makes sense. I, I applaud you for it. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, because here's you in a diaper that I'm putting on the internet. 
Uh, yeah, from that old faded show. So yesterday I went to the ABC. They t- taught a class, this lead Are you class. That right now? Yeah. I actually don't. Oh, it's la- it's la- it's too late. Oh shit! Last time that went up, the girl at my work was like, "Was there a post of you this weekend?" I was just like, "Uh." It's okay. It's great. You look great. We were not allowed to drink her anymore, though. That's just which is fine. Um. Sorry, I already put it on my own page and on your page and stuff. You can remove it later if you want. Okay, cool. I'm it's right. fine. Uh, but I love that picture because that's when we used to party and have a good time. Now, I get it. I get it why I had to go to lead class. I get it because we don't... I understand now. I, they taught me the laws yesterday for four hours and I fucking get it. We can't drink here. I get it. I finally get it. Right, like, right, right. It, we don't have a license. I'm not going to buy a license. We can't do it. We can't it now we did for a long time and we got away with it and we had some really really fun shows like that one uh where we all wore diapers and peed in our pants on stage and that was a great time but sadly now no moss except to let it go that was like a you were you were amazing i was throwing bottles yes you were throwing glass bottles which is why yeah. We shouldn't be able to, I mean, it's, because you wouldn't be able to do that at a bar. You'd get was kicked I out. Was I calm or was I? You were hilarious. No, you like, who peed in a dog bowl? Zane peed in the dog bowl, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it just got nuts. Alyssa was crazy. We were all just being crazy. Yeah. And, I mean. And then that one dude came back and, like, wanted to get a set. Uh, what the fuck was that all about? I, I don't That dude came it. in and did like a 15 minute set, set Like fully dressed And everybody was like Put on a fucking diaper Oh that was Yeah it was Samuel Bade Oh that was him Yeah <laughs> Yeah um, Yeah I was Fucking blasted Yeah me too um, Yeah that was that like Two years ago or something It was like two years ago Something like that yeah. It was really fun And yeah. but I mean I understand now Why laws exist I understand why we Now I get it It took me A four hour class By the state of California the wonderful God, she was so great. Our teacher Kathy, she was so cool and so a sworn officer of the California law. They all had guns. They all had badges. The women who came in here, they could have arrested all of us. They had that right. Yeah. I mean, if they would have come on a night like that, oh God, we would have been fucked. But I mean, so really, when it all comes down to it, I didn't get the. Fu- they they could have really. Anyways, it's a, it's a, the ABC is a complaint driven agency. So if we hadn't have got, and I know the complaints were bogus or jealousy or just people trying to fuck with me, but they got enough complaints that they looked into it and they were like, yeah, they're drinking alcohol at this place. They can't do that, which is why they came back a second time. And now I know there's no, but now I know the laws where I'm, I am completely liable. Even if I'm not here, even if I go on vacation for three months if people start drinking here again and the ABC comes, I'm the one that's liable. Yeah, that's nuts. You don't want to be liable for that. Yeah, they can fine everybody. They can do all this stuff. It's crazy, and I get it. Well, I mean, it's like everybody's working to keep it that way, too. Like, Well, the I, I, I still feel like that weirdo that set up a bar in front of here was a fucking trap. But it could have been. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that one of the that guy looked way too nice, like way too dressed up, nice, like to, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna pull this weird makeshift bar and like. I'm so glad that drinks. people because that's the other thing is that when it's yeah. on the sidewalk, it's still my responsibility. Mm-hmm. If it's on the sidewalk in front of my place, that's another thing I learned yesterday. It's my responsibility. Yeah. I can get fined if it's someone else who even bought it from somewhere else. Yeah. Like I have to tell them to go or call the police and say, hey, you gotta get these guys yeah. off my area because I'm gonna get in trouble and it's not me. But yeah, that was what they did. 
did could have been completely a sting or they tried something but we yeah, were like we're get thank you for getting out of there to it, you know? like, get it. because there was one of the examples they used was of a woman who decided she was just going to open up a bar in her garage and so she'd tweet to everybody hey i'm home if you want to come over and drink and she'd charge people for alcohol she had no license she was just doing it saying oh it's my home but her garage door was open to the public and she was selling alcohol and those are two of the three things needed for it to be a problem she didn't have a permit she was open to the public and she was selling alcohol there it is but that's exactly what we were doing we were open to the public we weren't selling alcohol we were letting people bring it in but we're furnished once you pay a ticket price at the door then I'm furnishing alcohol even if you bring it yourself now that I know the laws and understand I fucking get it I needed the class it's absolutely true it's the same thing with me sending me to DUI classes where's the class uh, it was at the Terraval cop station nice and we all sat in a room and there were tons of people and I have a I have a little certificate was there like one guy that was like selling booze out of his car, like another guy that had like a hot air booze balloon? Oh, it wasn't like most, a- most of the people were actually, when you get this certificate, <laughs> it means that, it means I am a certified door guy. Yeah. I can take this certificate and I can go to a bar and I can say, hey, I know all the rules because I went to the class. And a lot of places require you to have this class. It's, f- it's free. A lot of places require you to have it before you work there. That's so- cool. So the majority of the people that were there were like people that work in the industry. Now, some of them were people like me that got in trouble because we're stupid. (laughs) And well, and she told at the beginning, she's like, there's 86 different licenses. And in order to have alcohol in your establishment, you must have one of these 86 licenses. If you don't, you can't. It's as simple as that. Um, it's a money thing, and for us, I don't think even if we applied to have a permanent one, we could get it because of our where our closeness to the Boys and Girls Club. Okay. Also, that we are not set up for that. We don't have the right like water wow. things. We'd have to refit the whole building. We're not really zoned for it. Is the I point? Still think we should have an AA, uh, AA, I think having an AA meeting here would be amazing. Yeah, especially like, I if think they, people would listen to it. I, I would love to have yeah, an AA but, thing live because then you wouldn't have to attend you could just yeah. listen and get the benefit Ooh, if it's Jessica something relapse yeah like right that. well they could all use fake names if they wanted they don't have to use last names right it is oh, called alcoholics anonymous whatever i mean yeah. i'd share they love sharing stories it's what they do in, in aa but now like i get it i get it people want to do whatever they want to do but that's why the law is there because we aren't just allowed to run around willy-nilly alcohol is the one drug well now that we're gonna have two we're gonna have marijuana too but it's a drug that we've legalized that we've said, hey, it's legal, but in order to use it legally, we have to use it in these responsible ways. I get it. I'm sorry, California. I can't wait to write you my paper later this afternoon and get this gone. But the thing I'm so worried about now is other people fucking with my shit. Like, you just, you can't, we can't have alcohol here. It's fine. And the, the only, the person it affects most deeply is me because I love drinking. Like, I love drinking probably more than... Anyone else associated with mutiny? I mean, that's a pretty big claim, but I really love to drink. Yeah, I really like to drink too. <laughs> I really love it. I, I realized that when I didn't have a drink for two days, and I was just like, "Oh man, that drink's gonna be so good." Yeah. Yeah. I drink a glass of vermouth. Oh my god. Um, I'm not proud of that. Eh, fuck it. No, I don't care. Yeah, sure, I'm proud of that. Sure, vermouth. But it's only it. forty proof. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Twenty percent. It's nothing. Yeah. It's like a glass of chartreuse or something. It was two a.m. It was 2 a.m. Yeah. I haven't done late night drinking in a long time. No, it was like my first drink. Like, I, I was all fucked up because I got off work super early in the morning. Oh. And I slept from like 10 a.m. to like 
I don't know, 8 p.m., and then around 2 a.m., I was like, God, I'm bored. I've been watching Star Trek Voyager for like six hours. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, so you had some vermouth, and then you fell asleep again, or you yeah, 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 partied it out? Oh, okay. Now, they say that alcohol supposedly doesn't help you sleep because well, no, it makes it you does, fall asleep, it, but it doesn't help you, you only keep get, you like, asleep. You three or four hours. Right. Yeah. And then you get the reverse insomniaism, immerse insomnia. Yeah, you wake up yeah, early in the morning and can't go back to sleep. Yeah, that's hell. Yeah, and then I get the night sweats, and I'm like, oh, it feels so hot, and the alcohol is coursing through my body. Yeah, Meow. shitty dreams, it's like the worst time ever. It's yeah. Like, when you start thinking about like, weird shit you said in third grade in the back of your Right, yeah. I, that happens all the time. I've just been dreaming about people jumping out of the 9-11 buildings. It's just been crazy. That, and then all the first responder stories, it's just been, they've all been in my head, just like those towers collapsing and like what happened and how to, to think that you're going to die like in an actual disaster situation that's so scary. Yeah, I've just been like reading anything I can about the new Star Trek series coming out. Is, <laughs> is it like the next generation part due? No, it's called Discovery. It's like a whole new thing. Wesley Crusher isn't an adult now? No, Wesley Crusher is not in it. It's, uh, I think it takes place a little bit, or in between, in, I think it takes place in between TOS and TNG. Like, okay. Uh, and uh, the guy who composes the music for it, Jeff Russo, he did all the music for Fargo. Oh, cool. And last season's episode of Fargo, the show sucked a giant dick. What but do you th- the music was fucking amazing. What like, do you think about Deep Space Nine? Oh, Deep Space Nine is fucking amazing. It's great. Because it's just it's just another Star Trek sort yeah, of great. offshoot. It's great. And Cisco is one of the greatest captains. Gotcha. Uh, he was like the captain of these. He was the black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the black captain. Mm-hmm. Badass. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. And uh, I really like the Frankie and the two Quark. But yeah, no, so he... Uh, the, the music in Fargo was nuts. It was great. It was uh, Most of it was just, just a drum set. Uh, oh. And the guy would play these beats, and they were just awesome. And then, uh, so I got to watch him making, uh, it just came out today, it was like a making of the new theme song for the new show. And it just, like, he's showing every, it was a whole orchestra. Like, wow. You know, yeah, it's so good, too. I'm really pumped. Um, and uh, the, the it looks like a movie. Like when you watch sure. the previews, it just looks like it looks like you're watching the new Star Wars. Or that's something. that's exciting. Is it on the is it on the Sci-Fi Channel? Because that channel sucks balls. Uh, no, I think it's Fox. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. It's gonna be. It'll be edgy. Yeah. It's not gonna be like the. Well, I mean, Star Trek TNG uh, Next Generation was edgy in its own way too. Sure. But like in a super weird, creepy kind of way sometimes. Um, well, the the lo- Borg is the thing. Well, the <laughs> camel toe. Camel toe? Yeah, like start t- the next generation like invented camel toe. Oh, you think because of Deanna Troy and the way that she wore her pants, her intergalactic cheerleader pantsuit. Exactly. Right. Yeah, With yeah. the flared bottoms at the bottom and the mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Right. I always liked um, Uhura because she was like literally an intergalactic cheerleader. She wore like a weird little mini skirt. Yeah, and she was chill. She was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you hear that story about uh, her and No. So she was. Season three, three quarters of the way into season two or something, she was going to quit. Uh-huh. She was like, I'm going to move on to be a movie star, blah, blah, blah. She comes off set one day, goes into her dressing room, Martin Luther King's in there. And he's like, you can't quit Star Trek. And she's like, why? She's like, because you're an African-American that's on a TV show that every single human watches and you're in a position of power. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a great article. I'm probably butchering all the facts, but um, I'm sure you can uh, Google that. She was... Wow! Yeah. A, yeah, you should, you should look that up. It's a good story. Well, and the first interracial kiss happened on Star Trek. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. Shatner kissed a really yeah. pretty long-legged lady. Still misogynistic as fuck, but it did break sure. a lot of barriers. Yeah. I mean, that they actually had that on TV. It was around the same period they were really they were breaking a lot of barriers. Oh, and like had. Miami Vice is the same too. Like, cause like on Miami Vice, like Crockett and Tubbs were partners for three seasons, and never once was there like a black joke or a white joke. Wow. It was just like they were normal people. I never even thought about that. All it was like that with everybody on that show. Misogynistic as fuck, though. Right. Yes. But, um, leaps and bounds in terms of like 80s television. Sure, and but a great, great part of the war on drugs. Yeah. Yeah, and beautiful. they invented the music video. They invented the music video. Mm-hmm. A, a vice with so, without socks isn't that nice? Well, no, they would just do those theme songs, right? Music. And they'd yeah, be on a boat. That, do, 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 yeah, it was like the first. That was like kind of like one of the things that went on to. MTV. Sure, I'm on a boat. Yeah, with my flippy floppies, I'm on a boat, motherfucker, on a boat. Yeah, it's like you know, just a shot of like the wheel of a Ferrari with like sure. the reflection of like. Uh, palm trees but then what about before that was Knight Rider and that was seemed sort of like also very music video ish was that before Miami Vice or after I think they were around the same time maybe probably yeah because yeah so actually I'm gonna today I'm gonna say TV is my god TV is your god yeah wow so you've just been watching a lot of TV lately, but it, but you, but you as a person who's trying to write for TV, right? It's like doing research, so you can kind of write it off, yeah, as like a theologian, you know, and say like, yeah, I'm studying about my God. I need to know my God so well so that I can do I, my I, best work for be that honest, God that really we all bow to. My own thoughts. You don't want. That's really funny. You don't want to be with your own alone with your own thoughts, so you use TV. Yeah. But even when you're creating scripty TV type of things, they're not, they are your own thoughts, but they're, yeah. it's not like your, it's like your thoughts given direction as opposed to just like, I'm going to think about that thing I said in third grade. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because who knows where it'll go. Like, you know, it doesn't just turn off. Right. Yeah. Oh, I constantly second guess decisions, things that I said. And, and then the problem is, you know, if I've been drinking extensively, I don't, I'm not going to remember. So then not only do I not remember what I said, then I start second guessing the oh, things that yeah. I might remember like I woke up, I that I might've said. I email people at like three o'clock in the morning. What the fuck did I say? And there were emails I needed to make. They weren't just like, I'm going to email you right now. But like, uh, I checked the emails. I'm like, oh, this is fine. I'm like, it's a weird time. Weird questions to ask, but whatever. They know I'm weird. So it's, this is cool. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. And it's like, sometimes I'll spend like a solid two days alone. Just like, I'll, I'll get off work and then, cause my, my shifts are like four and a half, uh, three and a half days long. Yeah. So then I get off work and I just go into like hermit mode, throw, throw on the blackout curtains and just like find something to binge watch. Uh, wow. Yeah. And then. Okay. So favorite things you've binge watched lately. You, you've already, you just said Star Trek. So you've I been watched deep. fucking the new season of Bojack Horseman in one sitting and it was so bleak and depressing, but God, was it beautiful. Um, so Bojack Horseman is good. Yeah, it's just it's really. I've never bad. even I've never even watched well, one little snippet. It's Will Arnett who I love. Um, he's just got that voice that's just so fucking just like it's not everything. Even when he's being nice and even when he's being funny, it's still a serious conversation. He's like, "Hi, sure. I'm Will Arnett, and your parents are going to die." And you know, just <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he does it. So fucking, Bojack Horseman. Yeah, what's his favorite it. joke? Is he's like, "There is no I in denial." <laughs> There actually is. 
<laughs> That's a joke. Like, okay. <laughs> You're denying it. Right. Oh. <laughs> There you go. Or you got to say it like you're denying. Like, there's no I in denial. <laughs> the the one thing that I that I'm embarrassed to admit, but since we're since we're praising our God TV today on the show, I actually watched the entire first season of The Good Place. I don't even know. With that. Kristen, it's an NBC show with Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. <laughs> Is it like old Ted Danson? Like older? it's old man Ted Danson, not old Ted Danson like he's has brown hair and he was in Cheers but like old Ted Danson like now he's old and he has white hair he is exceedingly funny and it's about heaven and hell it's about the good place and the bad place and it's I mean I binged it and I'm embarrassed to say it but it was funny I laughed oh there's always something to get from everything though like you can always find some weird thing or find what not to do you know, when some weird sure. thing happens on TV. Um, yeah, there's... It's great. Uh, it's like even the really bad TV, like... Uh, I don't want to call Voyager bad. It's just old. Sure. But, like, when it's cheesy as fuck or it's just like, oh, okay, like, I know people that act like... Or I myself have acted like that before. Uh, and it, there's things that resonate. So. May I recommend binge-watching old episodes of Murder, She Wrote? <laughs> now... Her pantsuits alone are majestic. Wow. Like, when you get into each episode, she has multiple pantsuits, Angela Lansbury. Yeah. They're spectacular. Yeah. Uh, the story's basically the same every time. We know. it's, But it's... Murder, She Wrote was fucking entertaining. I, you know, I've never watched it, but if you heard the thing that everybody says about the conspiracy of the show... No, I've never heard that. That she was just a murderer and she kills everybody in every episode... That she's the murderer. Yeah. I haven't heard that. Yeah. So, like, uh, I think... That's really funny. Chris Hardwick made it popular because he was talking about making a show that's basically every Murder, She Wrote episode redone, but just her... She's the murderer. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Angela Lansbury, the serial killer. I love it. I gotta watch it. I've never seen an episode. It's so funny. It's 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 like going back and rewatching all the quantum leaps. But the difference I'm is just, that I'm really scared to do that for some reason. I I love quantum leap. I did in high school. I used to watch it every night on Lifetime at eleven o'clock while I was falling to sleep. I had my TV on sleep mode. See for me that was Mash. Right. Yeah. A, a Mash always bored me. I I could never get into it as a kid. I was always bored. Well, so I just that's, that's why I leave it on because it was mellow. Because the right. music was cool. Right. Um. But then like uh, then I started to get really into it. I was like, well, this shit's deep. Like it was really heavy at sometimes. Like it was uh it was good shit. Yeah. Um, Another binge watch worthy thing from oldie times is um oh, oh and they are so deep. They're deep as fuck. The Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, I've, I've they're tried all on Netflix times. right now. They're amazing. Yeah, and Taxi is fucking. See, Taxi's another one like MASH that I just never got it as a kid, but my parents always had it on, so I've sort of never seen it. Oh, it's so Because dark. they always yeah. watched it, and I was like, this is dumb, I don't get it, as a kid. Yeah, no, it's dark as fuck, man. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's I've good. seen clips, I always liked Andy Kaufman, but I've only seen, like, no, it's all about clips Lloyd. of Andy Kaufman from Tex- Taxi. Um, yeah, my, uh, yeah, Iggy, yeah, I think he's, like, one of my favorite TV characters, yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I bow to the old gods of, of TV, but the new gods, it's hard for me to... I mean, Netflix is the new god of TV, isn't it? I mean, they are TV now. 
and they've been making their own TV, but they're doing it with movie-like quality. So I feel like they're changing the scene for us TV people. Well, it's like TV is changing because they're writing these shows to be binge-watched and like, you know, people, they can't make the shows fast enough. Right. You know, it's like like Mr. Robot, for example. It's like a fucking fantastic show. It's like so you get season one, and there's probably this guy that's been held up somewhere for seven years writing season one. Sure. And then he gets booked for season two, and he's got like eight months to write it, and it comes out, and it's good, but it's not season one good. Sure. And like you know, they're they're advertising it, and it's like people don't even really care that much now. Everybody's into Rick and Morty, which is fucking phenomenal. But this season's like next level dark. Like it's like. It's like these shows are fighting about who can be like the most real and like who can spark like this crazy thought in your mind while you're watching the television show. And it's like like an episode of Rick and Morty feels like it's an hour and 10 minutes long. Sure. But it's only 22 minutes. You know, there's so much shit. Like, they can build... They can get you through Act 2 in a minute and a half. <laughs> and then just, just fucking drown you in Act 3. Like, it's just fucking phenomenal or they can have acts one two and three in a b story in like 45 seconds sure like, yeah it's great it's like and it's like all these different shows are just well they're, you know, they're changing tv because they're raising the bar they're calling game of thrones tv but that's just a now like a 70 hour long movie do you right. know it's like it's a 70 hour movie it's that kind of quality and and then the problem is that now we've raised the expectation of the audience to a place that's insane like if we don't see dragons and amazing perfect things we get all pissed we, that's right well Voyager's a pile of crap no it's just old Yeah. the stories are still there but the technology wasn't there to make it look the way that we now expect like we want so one of the things I just saw it's still it's Jonathan and I watched it together. It's a Netflix movie, but it's like TV, whatever. But it's called What Happened to Monday? And it has Glenn Close. And it has this one actress who's... And this guy from Heroes who's hot. But this actress plays herself in a dystopian future, but there's seven of her. She's seven... So basically the premise is that in the future, 70 years in the future... We're get, everything's fucked up because we've messed with our environment so much that now all these women, every time they have a baby, they have multiple births. So there was this huge like population explosion because all of a sudden women started having seven babies, eight babies, four babies, three babies. Now the one thing they don't address is that why not just get, why not abort those other babies and just keep one? Right. But instead, they'd wait till the babies were born and then they'd put some of them into cryo-freeze for a time when they could defrost them, when the world had more resources. Really, they're just killing the babies. Spoiler alert. But why not just kill them as an abortion? Why make them be alive and then kill them? That was the only problem I have with the movie. Anyways, the, the way I'm saying it's amazing is that it was Haley Mills. It was the parent trap, <laughs> but with seven of herself. And there's a scene where she's fighting herself, and it's fucking amazing. And you're like, how did they... I mean, with Haley Mills, she could barely pull her own hair, which was her in a stunt double or whatever. And you've got, like, Liv and Maddie. And you know you they've got stand-ins and they're talking to each other. This was one lady, and she was playing seven different characters. Okay, this this kind of nails the pin in the coffin for me this movie has gone, because there's fucking something for everybody. Something for Like, I don't know what the fuck that show is you just told me, but, like, you're fucking loving it. I came over to my mom's place the other day, and this show went on for at least 30 minutes. Um, it was a cowboy in dirt field with uh, a horse trailer and horses in the trailer and the trailer doors open and there's uh, an old collie dog with the cowboy and the old cowboy has got like a stick 
and he's just coaxing the horse out of the trailer. And then at one point, there's like two cowboys coaxing the horse out of the trailer, and the dog's like walking around. No music. No, no nothing. What channel is this? I don't fucking know. And this is like... The horse? Yep. Get, get, and then like the dog would bark and the horse would go back in. Is this like a trout know. fishing channel? And I, they decided to... I have no to... idea. What? And, but your mom enjoys this. Yeah. She's sitting there watching it for a half hour. Yeah. Does she... Is, I mean, this is a terrible question. Does she have mental retardation? No, but she has horses. But she has horses. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I'm like dystopian future. the horse that's really important. I I can't believe it's a half hour important. It was on for a while. So, give your... Uh, it's time for you to start playing your meagany moves. Oh, can I have a Almost. smoke break? Yeah, we can, of course you have a smoke break. Okay, but before cool. we do that, tell the people what are the rec- what are the recommendations to serve their God TV in the way that will, boast, will most effectively help their own mind honor and give all joy to our God TV that we're bowing to today. What are the things to watch? Uh, it's not what to watch. It's how you watch. It's never judge anything by its channel. Uh, so uh, don't, so I see what you're saying. Just because I think the sci-fi network is full of shit doesn't mean oh, there's gold in the that sci-fi there's network. Yeah, right. Yeah, everybody might be pretty and similar, but like, sure. uh, there's some gold in there. Um, and sometimes you need good, clean, good, clean fun. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Like you can Vapid count on entertainment. Maybe you've had a fucking edgy weekend. You, you can count on sci-fi to be warm and nurturing. Ah. Yeah. Choose what you watch. You know, like don't don't go in, into anything too blindly. But uh, and if you find a guy that, like, you know, a director or a writer, um, go through their catalog because it's just you'd be amazed at who's worked with who. Like, you can track. Arrested Development, back to Golden Girls, back to it's it's great. You can really you can really get into TV. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, so you have no you have no recommendations. Uh, Stone Quackers. Never heard of it. Stone Quackers. It's on Hulu. Uh, it came out in 2013. It's about two ducks in Georgia that get into all kinds of two ducks in Georgia. Yeah. So it's a cartoon about ducks. That makes sense. Like but we already know you like yeah. ducks. We already heard yeah. that from earlier in this in the show, that you're into ducks. Uh, if I'm gonna give a recommendation to anybody, let's see. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go deep, and I'm gonna go weird. The British Baking Show. Oh yeah, you might think you say you say no, that's weird. Boy, is it fucking amazing. Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry are so entertaining. I've learned so much about uh, baking techniques. Polly Holly and Mary Berry? Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood uh, are their British people. I've learned what it, what it dense, oh, your, your crumb is very close textured. You have a very close textured chocolate cake. It's because you didn't rise in the, anyways, I've learned so much and it's like this great reality show where it's kind of like Survivor. They have to survive these challenges every week and you're like, oh, and you get the characters you like and, and they're baking. Anyways, I, I, it's really informed my pot food nice. in a great way. So the British baking, the great British baking show, all three seasons. Cool. Season two is the best one though. Season three is kind Should of boring. Break? Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be back. With, I'm going to actually look for um, some pervert fervor to play in the interim. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll go to... I'll try to 
Oh, wait, just play the breaker, because we're going to do the same oh. thing I did in Noise Pop. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then I'll just play the breaker. Uh, sweet. Yeah. You, if you, you're over on that computer, you, you can double-click it. You know where it is, right? Uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, the, you just whatever you want. That's it. Should say breaker though. That's some oh, Monday late night. It should say July. Be under J, just so that. Yeah, July breaker. I believe it's so old. I'm such a big jerk face. I'm supposed to. There it is. Okay. I'm supposed to do a new breaker, and I just haven't yet. Uh, maybe that'll happen today. Well, um, three should be up. Here we go. Okay. We're gonna be right back with pervert fervor in the second hour after these messages from Mutiny Radio. As we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm, from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now trying to hurt me but boy how it burns me whenever she touched me and oh I feel so lucky want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away then come join the fun at San Francisco's comedy day one stage five hours 40 comedians a million laughs and it's free Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? 
Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. Yes. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Pervert Fervers here to play live. How exciting as we all bow tonight to our to our God of the Day television here on Mutiny Radio. Thanks to Pervert Fervor and Timothy Pizza. We'll be getting some sound in just a moment as he twists his knobs and makes them do things. I think he has a mute button on or something to that effect. We're still, tap him and tell him I'm not getting anything. We're not getting anything on the radio. We're not getting anything. We're not getting it through the radio as of yet. He has started. It's just not happening. There it is. There it is. Now we're cooking the grease. Perfect, perfect.